Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades on five continents, culminated his ministry with a 21-year, book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called a life study. This life study is the basis of our program today, which includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's life study. With us again in the studio today is Francis Ball. Francis, as always, it's a real pleasure to have you with us. I want to look today at the matter of the two trees that we see in Genesis, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Would you prepare us for today's message by telling us the significance of these two trees? Uh, these two trees are very significant in the Bible. Uh, the tree of life uh, signifies God as life. And a man was made with the capacity to take in God as life. And to make this demonstrated or to give us a type, the tree of life is there for man to eat. But God didn't just put the tree of life there. He put also the tree, what's called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I think uh, many Christians are like I was for so long. I really didn't consider the two trees and man's relation to them. But through these messages, we've led up to a point now to make these two trees very significant to us in the way we live the Christian life and the way we know God and we take Him in as life to be everything to us. Thank you, Francis. Now let's join Witness Lee with today's life study of Genesis. God's way was firstly he created man as a vessel to contain God as life. Then he did something to indicate that he wanted man to receive God as life into man. God did this by placing man in the garden in front of the tree of life. God's intention was that man would take the fruit of the tree of life. God had such an intention, but God didn't force man to take it. And God didn't put the fruit of the tree of life into man. But rather, God gave man the free will, the free choice. Why man has such a free will? Because God created man in this way. God is too great. God is of glory. So God put man not exclusively in front of him. Rather, God put man in front of two choices. Could we see this? God needs the second tree. Without the second tree, how could God prove that he is that big? In the book of Job, 
One day, God adversary Satan accused Job. Even he was accusing God, saying, "Why Job worship you? Just because you did so many good things for Job." In other words, Satan was saying, "You Jehovah was bribing Job." You were bribing Job to worship you. If you give up your bribing, Job would forsake you. So God told Satan, "Satan, go ahead to do everything as much as you can. The only thing that you have to keep is Job's life. By that, <laughs> it could be proof to you that Job was not bribed by me." But Job was attracted by me. I didn't bribe Job to worship me, but Job had his own choice. The principle was there. I tell you, the principle still abides here. Today, God would never force anyone to take him. Even the Lord Jesus came. We all know the story. He came by what way? He came by way through free to everybody. He gave people the full freedom of choice. He just presented himself to all the people. How about me? If you like, you take me. <laughs> If you don't like, you just forget about me. Let the real situation be proved to his enemy. Satan, you do your best. My people will still choose me. <sighs> Our brother Nee, Watchman Nee, he was put into prison since 1952 until dead. Twenty years he was there, testing. Attempted, and so forth.、Uh-huh. He never changed his choice because the Lord Jesus is too lovely, is too attractive. We all have received Him not because we have been forced, not because we have been pressed, just because we have been called. By His glory,、Amen. we have been attracted by His divine glorious virtue. I believe we all can say, regardless what the people would give us, we would not give up Jesus.、Amen. Jesus is too dear, too precious, too attractive. We just have this. Choice in Him, He is our unique choice. Hallelujah. Francis, we'd like to stop and consider for a moment a question that I think nearly all of us have had, and it has to do with this matter of God creating man with a free will and allowing man a choice. Of course, the question is this: Why did God make man with a free will and then place him in front of these two trees? Why did He not create us just obedient automatically and limit us to just one tree, the tree of life? 
This is a very interesting question because uh, people often wonder why God didn't just make man with one choice. That was to choose him, and there wasn't any other way. But God is too great to make man and give him only one choice. Uh, God never coerced us to receive him, and he doesn't operate that way. He gave man a free will so that man would have the choice. If he likes God, he takes him. If he doesn't like him, forget about it. Uh, Sometimes we think we were coerced or we were forced to believe, but it's not so. God does not force people. He just gives them the open door to choose him if they want him. Reminds me of a spiritual song I heard uh, when I was a boy talking about the children of Israel. The song says, He didn't make them go against his will. He just made them willing to go. So I think this is where we are now. We see these two trees before us. If you want God, take the tree of life. If you want knowledge, you will end up in death. Thank you, Francis. Let's go back to Witness Lee. So you have two trees denoting two sources. The tree of life denoting or symbolizing that God was the proper source. The tree of life, we all have to realize, was a symbol of God. If you only read Genesis 2, you could understand what is the tree of life. It is not the tree of apple. That's easy to understand. But the tree of life was this. Later on, you will come to a book, the Gospel of John. In the first chapter, and in verse 4, it says, In him was life. The very life mentioned in Genesis chapter 2, which is hard for people to understand. But... It is here in John chapter 1, verse 4. In him was life. And eventually in the same book, the Gospel of John, he did tell us he was a tree. He was a vine tree. If you put John chapter 1, verse 4, and chapter 15, verse 5, you could have a tree of life. You have the tree in chapter 15, and you have life in chapter 1. Jesus, who is the very embodiment of God, is the tree of life. So you see, the tree of life is a symbol of God, as the source of life is a good source. Then beside this source in the whole universe, there is another source. What is opposite to life? Dead. But here, this tree is not called the tree of death. But it is called the tree of knowledge. Have you ever heard this name? You heard the tree of apples, the tree of peaches. You have never heard the tree of knowledge. My, there is such a tree in this universe, the tree of knowledge versus the tree of life. Oh, two trees here. 
the train of life denoting God as a source of life. Now the tree of knowledge symbolizing another person, that is God's enemy, Satan. Satan is the source of death, just as God is the source of life. So you see, you have two sources in this universe symbolized by two different trees. The two trees were there denoting God as the source of life and Satan as the source of death. Life and death. As we have pointed out several times strongly that Whatever here in Genesis 1 and 2 was a seed of the divine revelation. A seed of the divine truths. Here, these two trees, I tell you, are two seeds. We have seen that the seeds sown in Genesis 1 and 2 all have grown up. And all will have a reaping of the harvest in the book of Revelation. So when we come to the end of Revelation, what do we have? We have death cast into the lake of fire. And we have life abiding in the new Jerusalem. Could you see this? At the beginning of the Bible, you have death and life. At the end of the Bible, again, you have death and life. Don't forget, in between the Bible, you could find two lines there. One line is the line of death. The other is the line of life. Francis, we should pause, I think, at this point for some fellowship regarding the two sources that are signified in Genesis by the two trees. And Witness Lee pointed out that these two sources eventually become two lines throughout the entire Bible. What does this mean, two lines? And as a follow-up, what is the eventual outcome of these two lines in the Bible? Yes, I believe as we get into this, we will see very clearly just what Witness Lee has brought out to us so far, and that is that these two trees are two sources. One has God as its source, and God there is in the way of life, God as life. The other tree has its source in Satan, God's enemy, and the result of eating that tree is not the gaining of knowledge. Actually, it's the ending up in death. So these two trees really have the significance of being God as life or Satan as death. And these two form a line. Not only the source is God for the tree of life, and the source is Satan as the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but they are two lines that start with Genesis chapter 2 and run all the way through the Bible and end up in two destinations. The tree of life brings you all the way to the new Jerusalem. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the tree of death, 
brings you to the lake of fire. The result is these two destinations. So I believe we can see how foolish it is that so much attention is given to how much we know. It's not what we know. It's who we have as our life. God has come into us to be our life. And His goal is to bring us all the way to be the new Jerusalem. Thank you, Francis. Let's go back to Witness Lee and the conclusion of today's life study. The content of the tree of life is life. Nothing else. So simple, so pure, so absolute, just life. The nature is also life. And the result is also life. Life content, life nature, life result. Because this is the tree of life. Then what is the principle? Many people, sorry to say, don't know the principle of the tree of life. That is dependence. To be dependent is the principle of the tree of life. I am now, sorry to say, an old man of 70 years of age. I have been breathing, 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 breathing. I never stopped my breathing over 70 years, day and night, morning and evening, 24 hours a day. I just breathing, 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 breathing. I never got graduated. I shouldn't say I am the expert. Now I don't need to practice breathing. Let me teach you to breathe, but I don't need the breathing. Because I am an expert of 70 years breathing. <laughs> Regardless how old you and I would be, we still have to be dependent upon this matter of life, breathing. I cannot graduate. I just cannot graduate. Well, anything of knowledge, that is really good for graduation. I don't know how to cook. I just learned a few for three weeks. Then I would say, <laughs> I could cook better than you. I'm graduated. Knowledge is good for graduation, but not life. Life needs dependence. And knowledge creates independence. Many of us were troubled why, when Abraham was called by God, God didn't give him a map. Abraham, here's the map of your journey. And you are now in Chaldee, and I'm going to bring you to the good land. And this is the map. What is the first station and the second station? Where is the turn and where is the right turn and where is the left turn? A clear map. God didn't do that. God just called Abraham, <laughs> you uh, just leave your country, leave your kinsmen, leave your father's house. Where to go, God never said anything about it. Why? I tell you why. Because the fallen race up to the time of the call of Abraham got fallen from God. Far, far away from God. 
Man got fallen from the presence of God, far, far away from God. Now, man of that time was living absolutely by man's knowledge, not by God as life. Now God came in to call one out of that situation, back to God himself. So God would not give Abraham any map, any direction. Because God's intention was that from that time, every minute, Abraham had to be in the presence of God. God's presence was the map. God's presence was the direction. God's presence was the leading. So many of us, all lack the knowledge. My, oh, if I could learn all the doctrines, every book of the Bible, and if I could pick up 2,500 messages, that would be good for my whole life ministry. Let me tell you, whatever you get all together is the tree of knowledge. That is the knowledge. Knowledge doesn't need your dependence. Once you got all the things in writing, all the things in your memory, all the things in your notebook, I tell you, you just can do a good job of ministry. And you kick Jesus away. You don't need to depend upon Jesus. But <laughs> the way of life is not this. Well, Francis, in this final section, we see that there's a principle related to the tree of life, which is dependence. And a corresponding principle related to the tree of knowledge, which is independence. The question that comes to my mind concerning knowledge, of course, we think of knowledge generally as a good thing. Tell us how our knowledge, even our good scriptural knowledge, can make us independent from the Lord. Well, I think it's easy for us to see that the principle of life is dependence. We never graduate from life. But the principle of knowledge is independence. For example, you go to school, you gain a certain amount of knowledge, and you know what your professor knows. Then you can be independent of your professor. But in the way of life, you can never stop. Witness Lee mentioned that he was at 70 years old still breathing all the time, not even knowing how many times a day or an hour that he breathes because he's never graduated from life. Well, this is our point. When we take the way of life, we never graduate from it. We're always dependent on it. If we could try to breathe and there was no air to breathe, that's the end. So if you try to take in God and there's no God to take in, that's the end. But God is life, and we continually take Him in, and we continually depend on Him. So we live... As believers in Christ, we live a life of dependence, not of independence. And actually, we're not only dependent on this life in us all the time, but also in our living together as members of the body of Christ, all of us depending on life, just as my physical body, every part of it, depends on my physical life. So my spiritual life depends on God as life. And this life is coordinated among all the believers so that he has a way to be expressed on this earth. 
So just to have knowledge itself, whether it's good or evil, they came off of the same tree. If it's good knowledge, even scriptural knowledge, but it's just knowledge, then it ends up in death. It leads us to be independent of God and consequently makes us spiritually dead. The more independent we are, the more we're in death. The more dependent we are, the more we're in life. Thank you, Francis, and thank Him that we have Him as our real tree of life. You have been listening to the Life Study of Genesis with Witness Lee. If you would like more information about this program, then please call 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Or write to Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. You can also send us email at radio at lsm.org. For a free download of this program, or to find more information, visit us online at lsm.org. If you've enjoyed what you've heard from this Life Study of Genesis, then we encourage you to freely distribute this program. It's available in MP3 format. Again, it can be downloaded from lsm.org free of charge.